Hello, good people of internet. This is the He's a Pet podcast, and with me here is Nina. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to He's a Pet. My name is Nina, and my partner tonight is Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. So uh, today, this is um, possibly our very first episode. Uh, yes. Not that, not that we have. Um, we're still, we're still we're new at this, isn't it? So um, here we go. Uh, we are today talking about inspiring Malaysians. Yes, so, inspiring Malaysians. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I have a Malaysian I would like to talk about. Um, some people know him. Some people don't know him. He's part of the. Uh, he's pretty active in the media. He has his own media stuff too. Um, I'll be talking about mine and later part of this podcast. Uh, Nina will share hers. So I'm going to talk about Zanasli. So who is Zanasli? Zanasli is a. So in today's topic, we are going to talk about inspiring Malaysians. I will be talking about someone that inspires me. And in this later part of this podcast, Nina would share hers. So I am going to talk about Zanasli. So Zanasli is born on 14th of June, 1978. He is a freelance journalist, a writer, a lecturer in mass communication, as well as a filmmaker and a director. He is also the founder and owner of Fat Bidding Media, which is a company specializing in new media content. In Zan's personal life, he's been married twice. He has three kids. So our first wife is Jasmine Abuaka. She is a Astrawani News Channel TV host. And second wife is Tengku Cheryl Amirah Bustaman. Uh, two daughters and a son. And okay, let's talk about Zan's career. So Zan actually graduated as an accountant. And in early 2000, he joined the Sun newspaper as a reporter. And he was really interested in journalism. He eventually went in for the study of journalism and he did he, he had a he graduated with a master's degree in broadcast journalism. So after that he joined NTV seven to cover uh lifestyle IT lifestyle. Eventually uh Zan also started producing and directing his own documentary films. some of his films are successfully screened, not only in local film fests, but also some in international ones. Uh, being one of Zan's students myself, I was lucky to actually watch one of the one that won a Khan, the Khan's Film Fest titled Petwee. So it's spelled P-T-U-I-H. I don't know if there's more H and exclamation mark. This word is to describe uh, in a metal language someone who is like spitting out of uh, disbelief. Hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what the fucking fuck? Pui! That kind of thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, so I was so glad I didn't skip class that day because if I were to skip, I wouldn't been able to watch it because he doesn't upload it anywhere and so happened everyone, people tend to skip his class because they don't see it as a very uh, important class. He was uh, teaching film and also he teach radio production. Ah, so, okay. uh, briefly summarize what that film he won the Khan Film Fest was it was about two friends were arguing together and Zan himself was one of the main characters. That's so cool. That's so cool. He's an yeah. actor and also a... Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's That's not too bad of an actor, actually. Ah, I would love to watch some of his work. Um, this is kind of new to me. <laughs> he also p- published several books. 
One of it is Liberal Malay and Malaysian. The other one is Guide to Independent Filmmaking with Wan Chun Hong, which is a book that I own and was signed personally by him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's I, nice. also, I also have another one. Um, I think it was um, one of the, the journalism uh, article, article, well, a uh, whole episode that he was in Afghanistan. And uh, mm-hmm. he got Apan, who is a comic writer, to actually uh, did the visual. That aside, he also uh, did a carnival with Apple. So it was called, it was back in March 2009. Mm-hmm. It is called the Mac Carnival slash workshop. Uh, regarding uh, the topic was solo journalism. I've also uh, watched one of the screening of his documentary. I think it was one of the Myanmar countries. A Myanmar country. Like it was one of those countries that have refugee camps. Yeah, I have a clip on my own YouTube. Uh, during the Q&A session that uh, Zan has after the screening. Lah. People want to ask more questions, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the few last time I actually met him. Lah. So another fun fact is we also bump into each other at the Kuala Lumpur journalism event. So I guess I'm done with um, Zan's story. Why don't you take over, Nina? Okay, sure. Uh, thank you, Jen. Uh, so um, my... An inspiring Malaysian that I looked up to is Dr. Kamila Kamaruddin. Might be a doesn't ring any bell for for some. Um, just a brief on how did the the Kamila Kamaruddin came into this picture. Basically, um, a couple of years ago, I was doing a research about transitioning. Um, as a transgender, it's very important for me to transition with a medical advice through. A proper tools, uh, especially a consultation and assessment from a doctor. So I, I Google and I managed to find this amazing person that I started to read it, read up about Camila Kamarudin. And then first thing is how inspired I was because Camila Kamarudin is actually a Malaysian. She's a doctor and also a general practitioner in National Health Services in United Kingdom. She pioneered the LGBTQ healthcare in basically in London. She okay. was uh, a she was born in in, in Ipoh, and um, she's from a very small town of Ipoh, and then from a a big family. Actually, she's the youngest. <coughs> it's quite similar uh-huh. to me. Yeah, yeah. The youngest, the youngest in your I'm the youngest in my family of five, Aww. and she's the youngest of her family uh, of seven. So her oh, mother was a teacher, yeah, mm-hmm. and her father was a civil servant for education department. So mm-hmm. the young Camilla yearned to travel and um, say that the only way for her to travel the world is a medical degree. So this okay. is like a passport for her to see the entire world with the freedom to work anywhere she wants. That really inspired her. So she actually further studied in University of Malaysia, Malaysia and uh, continued to further studies in Belgium. And guess what? Before anyone can enter this Belgium prestige university, which is Catholic University of Lagoon, mm-hmm. she has to learn Flemish. Okay. So Flemish is what is Flemish? Very, Flemish is a um, a local language that's spoken quite hugely in Belgium, in Brussels, basically. I have no idea how that is to sound like, but it's um, I bet it's a very hard to learn language. It's almost like a a mid mid century European 
language. Yeah, but yeah, do people it, still speak it? Uh, do people still speak it? They do. They still do. They still do. Okay. Yeah, it's very widely spoken in in Belgium, apparently. And and um, Camila came back to Malaysia in 1987. Um, and uh, I was still in my primary school then, and she completed her housemanship, but she decided to. Uh, leave after three years and to entirely dedicate her work in NHS. It's not an easy journey for her uh, in the NHS, NHS, the National mm -hmm. Health Services, okay. because um, she has to go through a lot of adversity. Um, it's, it is quite discouraging at first, and there's a lot of barriers placed. Uh, that's one of the push factor that for her to actually decided to leave Malaysia because First, right. Um, you know, uh, being a transgender in this society is, is not entirely acceptable. Not entirely, memang is not acceptable at all. Especially to trans people, they always prone into depression. You know, um, because we have to face tragedies, and support-wise, we have none. You know, and that actually one of the push factor for her to to go outside Malaysia and then um, mm. NHS, United Kingdom, before Dr. Camilla can practice as an NHS is, she finally decided to completely transition. And then before she transitioned, one thing I like is in UK, there's, there's a proper medical channel for them to seek help in terms of uh, counseling, psychiatry treatment and med medicine and hormone treatment support encouraging her to to pro to to proceed with with the transitioning and with uh, a lot of help from uh, different gps and and transgender experts she finally uh, completed her transition but unfortunately in the nhs her name was considered like it's no longer there because uh, Oh. When you transition, you need to change your gender, and that's one of the rule in UK. You know, she was still was a, a previous male gender when she was attached as an NHS. So NHS assumed that okay, you know, uh, you're no longer uh, there. Almost instantly, she was told to uh, leave the NHS. She wasn't allowed practice as a GP, and it was very devastating for her. But she was so resilient she was she was determined to, to work things out and then mm -hmm. uh, for many many tryouts and uh, support from friends and also from other medical practitioner that supported her uh, in the nhs she mm -hmm. managed to get her gender identified by uh, the united kingdom and uh, she finally got back her nhs services and she continued uh, doing her work and she did, she decided to use whatever that, that she has uh, gone through, all the hardship, all mm -hmm. the challenges, all the adversity as one of uh, the reason for her to contribute to the society, especially in the LGBTQ in, in London. And she her work is recognized all over the world, especially in the recent one, uh, which is uh, she's also involved in the uh, research for uh, combating the COVID-19 and recently, oh, wow. yeah, what, um, she's one of the frontliners that offered herself uh, without any, um, you know, being volunteering as a frontliner to 
for the first round of exercise of the vaccine shots in London. It's very impressive to see this amazing lady that I looked up to. Yeah, I mean, like, Jen, you have no idea uh, the thing that sparked that I kind have of no idea. <laughs> You have no idea how I'm so, you know, inspired to be uh, someone as successful as her. You know, she, she gave me that hope. You know, power to of... you, Nina. Power to you. <laughs> you got this. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I'm so blessed. I'm surrounded by friends. I'm surrounded like by people, amazing people like that. You know, they 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 don't they see beyond who I am. You know, and and to me, it's it's always a it's heartwarming for myself to to know that I I'm supported, I'm loved, I'm cared by everyone. And, you know, I just want to quote something from Dr. Camilla that I want to carry with me as well, yeah, which is don't look at us as anything lesser than anyone else. We're equal. In fact, if you give us a, a proper support, an opportunity, mm-hmm. we can contribute to so many wonderful things, the society, to the world. And Dr. Camilla is my inspiring not just Malaysian, an inspiring citizen of the world. We hope to see more of these people. I'm, I'm just a bit teary right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it really, it touched me. As every time when I, it's, I, want to, I want to tell her story. She's just amazing. That's all I can say. Lady that like really went through a lot of crap that people threw at her. And she's yeah. like, uh, this... okay, okay, I could see how you're actually really inspired and by her uh are, are you guys friends are you friends with dr camilla we can be good friends and then uh you know mutually we know each other from social media from facebook ah, but okay. but <laughs> i never met him person i wish one day i would i mean like uh, i followed her in twitter i followed him on facebook and yeah i mean like uh, i really hope one day that i can be friends with her not just from social media, like in person, I want to tell her that Dr. Camila, I I wish him the ground you walk. I wish him the ground that you walk. This is what I want to say. You know what I mean? Like I I might be like as you say, you I'm might like, freak her out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. But um, I'm sure she's she's she looks like very kind. Like there's a motherly instinct in her. And when I look at her pictures. You can actually like feel that oh that there's motherly love in her yeah, and uh, let me tell you something. This is something that I want to share with you, Jen. Uh, that is yeah. one of the things that Dr. Camila inspired. Uh, inspired actually, she she hopes one day that um she can actually build a a medical facility like a clinic specializing in helping the transgender in Malaysia. Uh, to me, I do not want to stop hoping for that because as a transgender myself, the reason why that I feel that like it's very important, if any of the transgender people, young transgender out there that listening to the show, we want mm-hmm. to tell you that you can reach out to me or uh, because it's very important for us to, to help each other. And if you, you can also reach out to like the pink triangle or the Malaysian LGBTQ, there's also a Facebook that you can actually refer to. 
reach out to them, ask help because uh, okay. Um, another thing that I just want to reiterate the fact that uh, why that I keep on highlighting on the importance of transgender health because mm-hmm. uh, it's the severity of the hormone treatment that that not being consulted by a doctor that being be prescribed. Or they self-diagnose themselves, or they self-prescribe all this medication on themselves without properly assessing in in a medical point of view. And at the end of the day, you know, a long-term effect that very very severe. At the end of the day, transgender people out there, especially the young one, it's better to get a consultation from a medical expert before you start any transition. Before you consume any hormone treatment, because it's very oh. alarming, very alarming. Mm-hmm. Alarming is like, <clears throat> can you imagine this? Like getting hormone pills for Malaysian trans people is either you can get it from the internet, which is easier, or the the most easiest way is you go to any farm, ph- any pharmacies, okay, can buy it over the counter. Nobody gonna oh. stop you. You do not need any prescription. Just go there. I can buy. Like in bucks, if you want, and it's very accessible. It's very affordable as well. So, you know, when I have friends who took hormone pills without consulted by a doctor, at the end of the day, they, you know, they damaging their internal organs and, uh, namely, like um, very very important internal organs like your kidney, your lung, your liver. I I really hope that please before you start transitioning, do a research, uh, make a point to read. Do not get like just advice or yeah friends support is very important as well but remember the body that you have to take care of is yourself and that you only have one body and this is a lifetime that you have you 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 have to take ownership about yeah so please please i beg every one of you take care of yourself uh, in any way uh, and then we hope that um one day dr camila Dreams will come true. But meanwhile, again, for more information, please feel free to hit me up in my email, or you can DM us in our social media page. Hey, s e p e t s Thank you, you so go. much, Yen, for for giving me this opportunity to voice out. Okay, so uh, you heard it from Nina. Nina was talking about Dr. Camila, and yeah, the channels you could reach out if you're someone who are who who is transitioning. So that's all from us for today. We hope to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. Our email is heysepets at gmail dot com. That is H E Y S E P E T S. I think we're gonna have this on our IG also, right? Our Instagram. Yes. Uh, yes. So you can always private message us directly, and nobody has to know. Yeah. You will be your identity will be kept anonymous. This place, this podcast, heysepets. It's your own safe heaven. And Thank you for, for those us. who are, yeah, and those for for those who are well, if you're not, if the whole you know transgender or transitioning uh, issue doesn't pertain to you, doesn't relate to you, then I hope those who are hearing, hopefully by the time this podcast is released, people are doing okay for the pandemic because the pandemic yeah. is causing people to feel down and some to the point of suicidal. And stuff yeah. like that. If you Take have your, your story to yeah. share, mm-hmm. if you have your show, story to share, you can reach out to us too. I think Nina would be the main person that would be attending. 
to you. So, um, yeah, uh, you can speak one. directly to Nina. Is that all right, Nina? You are you okay oh, with that? Oh, definitely. I look forward to every one of you. Please yeah. feel free yeah. to reach out to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. If you're we not uh, feeling good, if you, if even if you have a story and you want to share your story with us, or you want to come on the podcast and talk to us about it, you can do so. Just talk to us. We'll arrange time and a place for us to do that. That's amazing. Thank you, Jen, for arranging this. Yeah, I look forward for everyone. Don't be afraid again, yeah? Please. Mummy is looking forward to hear every story. Mummy, pula. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She, uh, Nina just calls herself Mummy, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Um, that's all from us for today. We hope to see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.